Welcome to Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And now for your weekly recap, a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways. Here's your host. Welcome to Inside Towers Week in Review. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief. With me are John Salentano, our business editor, Sharp Smith, our technology editor, and Jim Fryer, our managing editor. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. Our staff is hard at work on 2023 Volume 1. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit InsightTowers.com slash intelligence. So, John, we were talking before this podcast. Jim had a great headline for your China Tower story. Jim, do you want to recount that? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a big fan of a big movie fan, and there was the movie Chinatown, of course, and that there's a classic line in that that says, "Relax, Jake, it's Chinatown." So we sh- we should have headlined it, "Relax, Jake, it's Chinatown," because they they seem to basically run run the place as far as uh, dominance in in the field of, of, of tower sites. But but John, go go ahead with uh, your analysis of it. No, you're right about that, Jim. You know, I'm, I'm every time I look at numbers uh, coming out of um, <clears throat> uh, reported by China Tower, uh, I'm just amazed. You know, they they just uh, this week they just came out with their year end 2022 report, and uh, I had a look at some of the stats, and uh, it, it's amazing. They they uh, at the end of the year, at the end of 2022, they had close to 2.1 million towers that they were operating and that that's actually up 17,000 towers from the end of 2021 um you know just as a basis of comparison american tower is uh, the largest independent tower company in the world it has 223,000 and a bit towers uh, at at the at the end of 2022 and it built around 7,000 towers last year so you know, quite an, almost an order of magnitude difference in in the in the, the scale and scope of what China Tower is doing. You know, it's it, <clears throat> obviously China is a huge country, a big population, a large landmass, but uh, China Tower mainly serves the country's state-owned telecom service providers. That that is China Mobile, China Telecom, China Unicom, and then recently China Broadnet. Um, the um, these four. TSPs, as we call them, uh, accounted for nearly 3.4 million tower tenants. That's up over 100,000 from the year before, uh, giving China Tower a tenancy rate, tower tenancy ratio um, uh, of 1.65 up from 1.60 uh, in the same period uh, last year, showing you know pretty steady. Given the base of how big the base is, it's pretty steady level of co-locations that are going on. Interestingly. It's really stepping up its 5G deployments on behalf of <clears throat> these carriers. In um, in 2022, it installed uh, roughly 745,000 5G base stations. 
Um, and that's uh, utilizing uh, uh, sites, it's sharing sites on about 96% of its uh, base. Um, at the end of 2022, China Tower reported that total <laughs> since the beginning of its 5G deployments, it's had orders from the carriers for 1.8 million 5G cell sites. So, you know, it's it's a, a huge operation uh, across a, a, a big scale and, um, you know, operating revenues uh, reached um, 13.4 billion. That's up nearly 7% from the year before. And, um, you know, the, the, the telecom service provider segment accounts for about 90% of that. Um, and the, to qualify a little further, the telecom service provider segment comprises really two business units. Uh, one is towers, obviously, and that's the majority. But then the other is, uh, uh, and, and really quite a fast-growing segment, is the indoor distributed antenna system. The company deploys DAS in buildings, in uh, subway tunnels, in, uh, uh, in outdoor DAS on campuses and, and other uh, other applications. It serves um, mainly education, tourism, transportation, healthcare. And, um, you know, at the end of 2022, the DAS uh, in-building coverage uh, accounted for uh, over 7,400 million square meters of uh, building space. Uh, that's up um, uh, nearly 50% from the year before. Um, and they also expanded their coverage to <clears throat> over 10,000 um, kilometers of uh, high-speed railway tunnels and, and then nearly another 10,000 kilometers of subways, uh, giving it, um, you know, a total cumula cumulative reach of uh, 20,000 kilometers. That's up um, nearly 20% from the year before. So, you know, it has agreements in place with these uh, large telecom service providers. And um, it, uh, it's serving their needs um, through uh, innovative construction methods and service uh, models uh, to uh, result in um, low cost and efficient coverage. So um, we continue to marvel at uh, what they're accomplishing and, uh, and are keeping an eye on their, their future progress. So interesting story. Thank you, John. So the House passed a bill this week to extend the FCC Spectrum Auction Authority. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's due to expire March 9th. It's a short-term extension. Um, it would extend the authority through May 19th. And the legislation now moves on to the Senate. After uh, the um, FCC's monthly meeting in February, Jessica Rosenworcel was asked, where the talks stand because they're still negotiating a lot of stuff on this. And she, she said, you know, the FCC's auctions have been a good deal for the United States, helping to secure the nation's economic and national security. And she's referring to the 233 billion raised so far, which goes into the U S treasury. Um, and she said, it's an authority that we want to see continue. And there are lots of people hard at work on that. But the, the question is, what's going to happen in the Senate? Because there is an agreement yet on what should be in the bill and how long it should last. Um, former FCC Commissioner Robert McDowell 
said, you know, they're trying to, the lawmakers are trying to balance the priorities of the FCC and the Defense Department, which is the largest holder of federal spectrum. He's saying, you know, you don't want to have harmful interference into some bands because the missile may go off course and the plane could crash if you're the DOD. And then, you know, on the telecom side, we don't want harmful interference on our phones or our medical devices. Um, th- last year, there were bills that included money for rip and replace and next generation 911. None of that is in the bill that just passed. It's a really stripped down bill. But there's still discussions over all of that. So we'll have to see. Um, uh Ted Cruz, who's now the top Republican on the Senate Commerce Committee, um, an aide to him said that he wants to take a fresh look at the matter. Um, and he he opposes a long-term extension, actually, because uh, that doesn't address keeping spectrum in the auction pipeline. Um, the auction pipeline, meaning, you know, always having the next chunk of spectrum that you're going to auction. So, uh, in other, and so there's not a long lag time between auctions. So it'll be interesting to see how this is hashed out, and if if and if it can be done in time this week. I mean, the ninth is this Thursday. So my guess is they're going to do, you know, just pass what the House just passed, which is a short, stripped down version. So we'll have to see. So I think Jim, you're going to talk about a zoning and moaning that you did this week yeah we uh, and we found this is always a popular heading in our daily newsletter um and we usually populate it about three times a week at least and um found that we always get great response from any readership surveys as to uh, the people like that stuff, it kind of gives a little microcosm of what's going on out there in the in the hinterlands, uh, and 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 probably what a lot of our readers face on a on a weekly basis. Uh, these zoning meetings are uh, uh, can be short and sweet, and kumbaya, and tower goes up and everybody's happy, or it can go the other way, as we all know. So that that's kind of what the kind of kind of the fun of these are is is you never know what you're going to get. It's like Ferris, uh, like Forrest Gump said, it's it's like a box of chocolates. Um, this one <laughs> did not go the way of uh, the industry. Um, uh, apparently, this was a, a, a happened at an elementary school, which already that's that's usually uh, uh, going to draw some kind of fire. Uh, but an elementary school in Wyandotte, Michigan, um, had a lease agreement with. Uh, T-Mobile that dated back to 2018 that they were going to allow T-Mobile to lease on their on the rooftop of of the elementary school and contracted at a thousand dollar per month rate and I guess T-Mobile was paying that dutifully uh, since 2018 um, but had not put an antenna up until just recently uh, T-Mobile said it was due to uh, COVID had slowed them down, and uh, so all of a sudden they they put this antenna up, a uh, set of a set of panels up on this sort of a, a towerish chimney kind of structure on top of the, the elementary school, and it went up pretty much overnight. Um, 
And all of a sudden that uh, drew a room full of angry parents uh, who uh, said they were not aware of this arrangement uh, and they uh, had felt they had no say in it and um, were uh, not only were they expressing their anger, the, the, the superintendent who was conducting the meeting actually had to walk out at one point because she was getting shouted down so often. And um, I think I, you have to blame her a little bit because she basically invited them all to the meeting, but said it was just an informational meeting and they were not allowed to speak. Um, <laughs> so the parents, they... Uh, they, they they felt otherwise that they they had the right to speak and uh, they shouted her down uh, repeatedly until she had to actually leave the room. Um, she came back in. The shouting continued, and to the point that the superintendent, name was Catherine Cost of uh, the Wyandotte School District in Michigan, um, called the police, and the police had to come in and kind of disperse the assembled audience of angry parents and who all were now threatening the school and threatening the carrier for with legal action in, in protest of that site going up. So, um, yeah, like I said, that all of these Zodian money stories can, can all take a different path. And that's, that's kind of why they're, uh, kind of, kind of fun to read, fun to write too. And, uh, we hope, uh, but we do hope it, uh, all gets resolved to everybody's satisfaction. Well, thank you, Jim. So that's a wrap. Thank you all for listening to Inside Towers Week in Review. For a complete rundown of all the week's stories, check out our Saturday edition. We will see you in a week. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.